So welcome to today. I'm Christine. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are Double Defense. We're an all-female New York Rangers podcast, bringing you fun conversation about our New York Rangers, the NHL and hockey, and so much more. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Double Defense. We're an all-female, uh, most of the time, New York Rangers podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Liz. We have with us Christine. We have a very special guest with us, Hello. Matt. Um, and we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, uh, February 19th. Um, this is the day after the Rangers had an epic win over the Islanders in just the most amazing stadium series game and we have some very special guests who will be joining us a little bit later in the podcast to share their experiences of actually being at the game uh we are very jealous uh being in southern california we um we were able to well i would have frozen in short sleeves i would have froze so <laughs> it was cold did you see everybody it, was it cold. looked I saw cold Santa on saturday too <laughs> like in the crowd so i'm like no <laughs> It, it looked, it absolutely looked freezing. And um, obviously there was that delay because of the sun glare, which we also have to get into because did the NHL not understand sun? That sun <laughs> will exist. Uh, but that's another story, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, and Matt, who is our resident LA Kings fan, is here to share uh, some of the updates about what's going on uh, on the West Coast. And, um, you know, I think, I think Christine, you were looking at some odds on Bovada Sportsbook earlier today about some of the West Coast teams. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, BovadaSportsbook.com. You know, like, look, let me tell you something. They have some fun things. So first of all, like, I, I think, um, you know, Matt, you're going to get into, like, your back with the Kings uh, mm -hmm. after winning um, over the Oilers. And right now they're, they're kind of favored to win the Stanley Cup. We're eighth, the Rangers, meaning uh, we're at plus 1,100. Um, and I think what Liz, what was uh, the Kings on Bovada? The Kings on Bovada, uh, are plus 1800s and, uh, number one, number one to win the Stanley cup at plus 700, the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Are we tired of them yet? Oh, I've, I've been tired of them for years. <laughs> I know that was funny last year. He's like, that's, yeah. that's like, they're the only team where you put more money and the most money in it and most investment. And then they, they end up worse. <laughs> than the year before. That's what you were saying last time. So, so it was pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, so you were kind of talking about this epic game. Um, was it today? It, so uh, for, for reference, we're recording this uh, President's Day uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, we are coming off of a crazy 17 goal game uh, where the, the Wild the Wild beat the Canucks 10 to 7. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And guess who lost? Uh, the Canucks. The Canucks. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that, it makes that race at the top just so tight right now. It's so tight. If the Kings, hopefully, if the Kings get back in the equation, we could have four teams competing for the division. Which would be crazy, yeah. but yeah, like seven and good. Uh, the, the wild win off of ten goals. Uh, six of them are unanswered, uh, and and the wild scored seven in one period. You know, they scored seven in the third period. If it was if it was the Rangers, ten, or ten seven. So, it, huh? so we had three unanswered goals, right? We were down yesterday, and so yeah. it was funny because again on these boards, 
the people and their words and what they're like, this is, team's embarrassing. They have their heads up their asses. And, you know, and of course, Liz is kind of right. I mean, you know, it's been typical, you know, like the, just they're stuck in traffic. <laughs> like, just let them sit there. <laughs> my running theory, my like, running theory with the Rangers. Sometimes they don't show up. Sometimes the traffic you know, cleared at MetLife. They were totally. There. They were on the GWP. Shesterkin took a little bit of time to get <laughs> to get over there. Kreider, Mika's been he's been stuck in traffic for a while. But I, I mean, really, that that was a big that was a big part of it. But it was funny the message boards, and we can get into that in a little bit. But um, yeah. I, I I did a little deep dive into into the Islanders message boards just so I could feel better about life, um, and it was very entertaining. So so Matt, um, just back over to the West Coast. So yeah. obviously the Canucks have had just an insanely uh, great season. Um, mm -hmm. Do they show any signs of stopping, or is this? Do you think that this is a team that could go all the way to the Cup Finals? And it's interesting that Bavada didn't have them as number one. Uh, I. Well, I think yeah, they can take. I think they can take the division if they keep this up. However, um, I'm a little worried about their playoff experience. It's been what six, seven years since they've been to the playoffs. If they had that playoff experience, I would consider them more of a threat in the playoffs. But you know, it also goes to show. Uh, I do not want to play them in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, if if that's any consolation, uh, the the Pacific is in a great spot right now where. Like no one wants to play anybody, <laughs> and that's and that's good. That's good because we're getting we're getting uh, we're, we're getting one of the most competitive seasons I think we've ever gotten. So many highs, so many lows. It's it's freaking bonkers right now. Um, on on the King side, this is great. my transition. This is my transition. On the King side, we have had the most god awful month I think we've ever had as a pro sports franchise. Yeah, I lost a coach. Yeah, Got an so many line. bad things. But yeah, the good news, yeah, since coming back from the All Star break, four and one, and uh, yeah. if you include but the, you game, the Bruins, yeah. which was good, it, yes, that was you. that. It always happened. <laughs> that was really good. I watched that. That was spectacular. So you know, <laughs> I I screamed like it was a playoff game. I'll just say that. And then also, yeah. um, also, uh, they they go. I did the too for them. <laughs> Yeah, they they go play the Bruins, and then the next uh, one day after they go play the Penguins on Yager's retirement night. Um, I, I kind of feel a little. I feel bad for. I don't feel bad for the Penguins. I feel bad for Yager. Um, the the Penguins giving up a lead in late in the third period for the Kings to win it in regulation. Um, so I I think we're back. I I, I don't. Well, yeah, you, you needed need to come back from that. From that yeah. game, Matt, that you, you forgot to show up at. Yeah. <laughs> so, talking about buses, Matt, Matt, there was a there, there was a game where they just yeah. they, they got out shot like what was it seven nothing? It was insane, and so, I was like, Matt, what happened? So Matt sends me a link to this, you know, this whole team where the the, the whole crowd shows up for a minor league game and the team doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's so he's like. It's just like this. He's like, "What game are you talking about, Mom?" <laughs> so, so in the in the in the West, if the playoffs started now, what kind of matchups would we be looking at? Because I think this is something as Ranger fans, we need to start. I guess you know, in an ideal scenario, start figuring out what the Stanley Cup Finals might look like. So uh, we're always screwed, no matter what. It doesn't even matter. So for us, but what are you like? How's it for you guys? In, in the Pacific. 
the Kings right now would play the Stars, which uh, no, thank you. No, no, no. I know. Stars are hot right now. No, thank you. Stars are super hot, and the Rangers are actually playing the Stars uh, tomorrow. Uh, so that'll be that'll be a very interesting game to see. We'll see if there's yeah. a little a little preview. And I wonder where the stars mm-hmm. are on Bavada in terms of in terms they of they are. Um, oh, they were ahead of us. So they're sixth. The Canucks are seventh, and we were eighth. Uh, you know, kind of in line. I, so that's like a plus a thousand or eleven hundred. I think they're kind of close. And the so, one else, Vegas would play Edmonton. Oh yeah, please. That would, that's <laughs> that taste, would be great. tasty series. I think yeah, they did that last year. Yeah, that's why it's so good. Uh, I, I I think the rivalry, I think that rivalry is also awesome. Oilers versus everybody, uh, yeah. but in, in the in the, I'm rooting for everybody in that context for sure. It's not it's not really Oilers. It's one person versus everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, just uh, hand them all then, the awards. Call it a game. You know, it's all good. Yeah, and the, the other two series, Colorado, Winnipeg, and Vancouver, St. Louis. Colorado, Winnipeg would be fun. Not right now with Colorado because I think they're a little, they're a bit banged up to say the least. So, you're talking but, about Colorado. So yeah. on Bovada, there was only one really fun kind of um, uh, bet going on, and that's for McKinnon that uh-huh. he would score a point or more in every home game, every all 41 <laughs> home games. How fun is that? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I think that's funny. That's, that's the bet. I, I didn't see any other ones that were as exciting as that. Right. So it's funny that you mentioned that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so think about that, and I wouldn't bet on it. The other, the other one while we're just while I had it on Bovada was, um, yeah, they have a bet for um, making it to the Stanley Cup an original six team versus the field, which I liked too. Yeah. So. Although it's funny because out of these original six, a couple of them aren't doing so good. I mean, so, we get, we're the Rangers. The Rangers are good. Bruins are good. Um, Flyers are hanging in there. Yeah. Bruins so there's a, there's a few. Leafs, so that, that was Leafs. an interesting bet, too. Yeah. Um, and also to teams on the bubble right now, Nashville, I think they'll make it. Uh, I think they'll hop St. Louis. I think Nashville's pretty good. Minnesota is pretty iffy. Seattle's pretty iffy. Calgary. Calgary's climbing up, and there's they're a scary team. Um, yeah, there, there's the there's the West rundown. It could be interesting, um, Sarah. If you're watching this, we're coming. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be coming. So our, our so our, Matt, like real quickly as the time's going on and stuff. Yesterday, you were watching the game. You texted mm-hmm. me about our 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 rookie. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think of him? Yeah, Matt's like you know who's our new favorite player. Um, Matt Rempe. Let me tell you, Matt Rempe. My, Matt Rempe. Yeah. My new favorite stat. Uh, wait, well, wait, what was his full name? I forgot. Is Matt. Matt uh, Rempe. Matt Rempe. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt Rempe. Um, one po- one second time on ice, five penalty minutes. <laughs> I don't even think they had dropped the puck. So we're 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 talking back about the stadium series. So yeah. uh, Matt Rempe, who made his NHL debut, who was the first. First player to ever make his NHL debut in an outdoor game. Yeah. yeah. I also think he may have been the first player to get a major penalty without the puck ever having been dropped. I don't think they had dropped the puck and he was already punching someone. He is six foot seven, 241 pounds. How he even did you see the way his jersey fit him? Like it came up <laughs> to like his belly button. Like they didn't even have a big enough 
jersey for this guy. And he had a really interesting story. I don't know if you read sort of about his backstory and how it was the anniversary of his father's death. Mm-hmm. See that? So he was playing for something super like important that, that to him. That was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's from Calgary as well. And I think that's nice. his, his father died like shoveling snow or something like a really, really like sad uh, story mm-hmm. that he channeled into something super awesome. So I would love to see, I would love to see Bobana's as the game was going on. I, I text, <laughs> I texted mom, um, uh, Matt, Matt Rempe is the greatest ranger of all time. <laughs> well, here, here's a question. So, you know, so he's, you know, we, we're not seeing too many really tall, tall players anymore. Right. And so, um, but we also, we have him, but we also have Edstrom too. So, mm-hmm. and we brought him and they keep wanting to bring him back up and he's six foot eight. So six foot seven, six foot eight, these guys from Wolfpack. Um, what, um, you know, there's you, Matt. Okay, you know, for those listening, uh, no, no, Matt's six seven himself. You know, so you know, I've watched like him growing that. up, yeah, <laughs> playing all the, you know, um, the, uh, you know, the sports, and just like there's advantage to the reach that they get and everything. So, but there's also the bigger they are, the harder they fall, kind of concept to it. So, how, what do you think about these guys? And if we're gonna maybe think about bringing in like bigger guys to play. And we've got two of them. Yeah, and and Matt was a, was an enforcer yesterday, so that everyone liked that part. I, I I think it's great. I think it's great in that the the game itself is evolving to a more a speed game, which then favors smaller players. So I I don't think we're gonna be seeing as well, we're gonna be seeing big guys, but we're gonna be seeing smaller guys than we're used to. Um, I think normally as as the game goes on. Um, as the game evolves, I should say. Uh, yeah. Dude. Well, it, it'll be good to have a little muscle because the further we go in the Stanley Cup and, you know, hopefully it's obviously it's all the way to the finals this year. Um, it'll be good to have that physicality against some, you know, big West Coast teams that, you know, Matt's been following very closely. I mean, we do we, we have very skilled players. If you look at Panarin, you look at what he did. Um, during that game yesterday, it was amazing, but he's small and he's fast and that's not going to take them all the way. I mean, that's part of it, but the, these guys need to be on the ice to be able to allow guys like Panarin to do their job. It was really, it was just so funny to watch when they were like panning across the whole team before they started, they have like player, 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 and then Edstrom's up here. here. It was so, I'm in a like little Trocheck next to them. And, and but not just tall, like like obviously like big and and wide also. That's that Shara effect for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> right. I used to I, when Matt was playing. I used to. I don't know why I didn't. I should have. Like, a, you know, I I always thought I should reach out to him so I can get his use skates for Matt. You know, because Matt was like the biggest <laughs> kid everywhere, and I'm like, I don't even know where to go for these things. So it's amazing what you can find now. You know. Uh, I'm surprised that the, you know hockey giant in stores like carry skates for big feet and big mm-hmm. kids, but they do. Oh, yeah, I mean, these guys are <laughs> not small. And Matt's well, skates well, have been fitting him since he was 15. I don't know how they're like magical skates. <laughs> so, well, Matt, Matt, thank I, you, thank you for giving us you know everything, all the insight onto the into the West Coast teams. We really appreciate it. Um, and my, my and, pleasure. Yeah, we'll we'll keep checking back in with you. Thanks, thank you. And and uh, we do have some other very special guests who have just joined us. 
going to add uh, Coach Ed and Little Ed to Yay, we did chat. It. Hi, guys. We Hi, made Ed. it. How's you it going, ladies? We just stopped our recording and heading right into your recording. So looking forward. Well, your studio is definitely win over our this is closer to working on it than I, <laughs> I got my well, little i got my little rangers prayer candles there <laughs> thank you for That's calling awesome. this very special guests yeah <laughs> well course. we've been working on, i've been working on my ranger room for a long time coach had the same thing but uh if you guys ever need any help with any memorabilia i i handcraft a lot of my own stuff as you can see behind me so Okay. If you ever want anything, you definitely hit me up. I'm starting to work on that myself. <laughs> yeah, it's good That's time. Awesome. We definitely will. Yeah. We definitely will. Well, um, so we heard a rumor that you guys were in attendance uh, yesterday. Would love to hear um, just what the energy was, what the what the you know just the environment was, where your takeaways were. We were very jealous quick, watching watching on like TV. This, and just to introduce our special guest, so. Um, they, these guys are from Rangers Ed podcast. Um, I think we've, you've been following, we've been following each other since the beginning of our existence. So yep, for sure. it's been a nice little online kind of, you know, friendship and following what you guys post and, um, and some behind the scenes chatting, which has been fun. So it's great to have faces there and to talk to you guys in person yep. and yeah. And you guys get out there. You guys do a lot of events in, in New York, I see. And you guys went out there and you tailgated. So, yeah. Thank we God we have the day game because everybody looked super yeah, cool. Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Saturday. yeah. How'd it go? Yeah. So how was the tailgate? It was phenomenal. I mean, uh, I like to say that Coach Ed and I know how to put on a tailgate. We've been doing it for years with country music concerts and uh, other live events, football games, baseball games, you name it. So, kind of something we've been doing for a while so we kind of it comes natural to us um but hosting 200 people is something we've never done before um so it's coach and man that yeah it was crazy uh so shout out to hockey night in new york is an islanders podcast is a friend of mine sean cuthbert um so we did it together uh so we both put in a ton of work coach ed man the grill for us for what from 10 o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon just Turning out 125 burgers, 110 hot dogs. Oh, you guys went to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. And it sounds like you have a good I, – I think I was calling it a rivalry yesterday, you know, on, on people. Yeah, we, we, we say we we're frenemies. Yeah. Frenemies and rivalries. You no, know, I like, I like that. The, yeah. I like the rivalry. That's pretty cool. We got to – can we yeah. coin that on our podcast? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, we'll give you guys some credit. We'll talk to Sean about that one. And no, nah, we're, we're, we're not trying to compete with anybody. Um, that's what we, we tried to promote yesterday. We're trying to just create a community. I mean, I know you guys aren't local, but I extended the invite for you guys to come out to the tailgate. So, of course, next event, you guys are always welcome. If you ever want to put on a joint event, we'd love to have you guys. And like I said, there's no competition here. We're just trying to create a nice Rangers community for everybody. And I think we we took a step forward in the, the right direction yesterday. That's awesome. How was the how was the vibe with the Islander fans who who came yeah, out? Yeah, well, I I had said we were taught we had we played a little game Saturday night outdoors ourselves, and I had said to Sean, who's the Islanders guy, in my existence when I was a kid, there's no way you could have tailgated with Islander fans. <laughs> there would have just been oh, fights back in the day, all yeah. Over, yeah, all <laughs> over the parking lot. It would have been just mayhem. You know, even like a friendly hockey game that we did Saturday night, no way would have been fights. Yeah. There's no way it would exist. So yeah. it's just the way the world has come around. You know. Yeah. Now people save whole... it for the message boards. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Everyone it's likes to hide behind a yeah. keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so, um, I was just surprised with that. We sent out an email beforehand saying, hey, listen, like if there's any kind of other than like innocent chirps and banter, like you'll be asked to leave. But there was nothing that ever even came close to that. So we had a lot of Islander yeah. fans from the United Kingdom come out who support their show. Oh, yeah. yeah, We had a few Ranger fans from Germany, from RUK and, and whatnot from all over the country. So everyone was very happy. Everyone was very friendly. Um, so luckily there was no issues uh, in that regard at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier when we kind of have the confidence in the Rangers, you know. So if the Rangers lost or if they weren't as good as of a team, it would be a little different for us, I think. I feel I feel like Ranger fans, I feel like Ranger fans don't talk shit though. Like if the <laughs> yeah, like after Saturday night. Nah, not as bad. Like I own the fans are like Jet fans. Every year they're gonna have the best team. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna win the cup. You know, they're still living like, in the eighties. Well, yeah, the exactly. Raider fans they, are on the know. other side. They go the other way. Like the minute that there's a goal scored, it's like trade it. Like they just kind of go right. the other way. You know. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, and I, I, I got, I got a few, I got a few on, you know. Uh, uh, what is the word? Not nice comments, like you know, but because I think they jumped to, you know, like just rash decisions about the player, you know, and how they. Which um, Ranger fans are, online like, never, ever, ever, yeah, never. never. Like, they, they're all done and over. Like and then that, look, so. how many how many comeback games have we had? I mean, you know, we yeah. we were talking, you know, earlier. We had Matt on my son, and um, you know, our we we know why they'll win, right? I mean, this is the way they kind of play. You know, um, they kind of have a better second period that kind of come out. They like to stress us all out. I mean, our theory that Liz kind of came up with is that the bus just hasn't arrived. It's in traffic. It's and it, it kind of makes <laughs> so it takes, it takes you like feel a that traffic to show up and then, then everything's fine. But yeah. I, I, I'm so curious. So, so tell us a little bit about just the environment. Like what was it like seeing a game at, at, at MetLife? MetLife? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, you think about it, you go to a hockey game, a Ranger game, the garden, how electric it is, and they put it up on the scoreboard. Sold out crowd, 18,000, and, and you just hear the goal song. It's just like, like I said, electric, the energy. Just literally quadruple that, 80,000 fans. I think the, the, the final number record? was 70, 79,660 or something like that they put up on the scoreboard. It was just wow. incredible. I mean, obviously, in the beginning, it didn't look too great. There was a, a lot of Islander cheers. But, I mean, the Ranger fans, I wanted, I said it before on our show, I think it was like 65-35 percentage. So that, wow. the Ranger fans definitely outnumbered. And just picture that goal song being chanted by 60,000 fans. So one of the questions I have, because I saw a bunch of Islander fans complaining about this, is that even though the Rangers were not the home team, they got a horn in the goal song. Was that like any part of the conversation where people like legitimately upset about that? That's what we hear after the fact, Coach. Yeah, go ahead. You yeah, I mean, that. that's ridiculous. You're going to cry about that. It's supposed to be, even though there's a home and away, it's like a neutral nationwide game. It's like not the winter classic, but, you know, the Devils yeah. and Flyers were the same way. I thought that was a nice touch, even if the Rangers lost. I thought it was cool the way they figured yeah. that out. They couldn't. They couldn't figure out how to get us in the stadium, but they figured that out. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, they I mean, did an overhead shot before the game, and it looked like there were some big crowds. You probably saw us. Ridiculous. We missed like the first. We missed the first ten minutes of the first period, something like that. Um, so we missed the fight. We missed Rempe's fight. We missed the first Rangers goal. We missed the national anthem, obviously. So that was very stressful for sure. So 
that part of the environment wasn't too great. Um, they definitely should figure that out. But other than that, once you're in there, it was it was phenomenal. Hey, kudos to the NHL for like, you know, do it, making some moves that are, are positive And I think just bringing more attention to the game of hockey, because I think that yeah. I think this was a, a smart move for them. I think they did on, on the whole a decent job. The broadcast itself was OK. I mean, you guys hey, have the you guys you guys there. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Emily Kaplan in her. Yeah, I mean, Emily Kaplan oh, my and, God, and, please. And weird camera angles. <laughs> Always, right? Always. Oh, man. justice, unfortunately. Wait, do you guys listen to our podcast? Is that why you said that? or? Uh, I've listened to it, but I haven't. I actually <laughs> have not about when you've talked about when you've talked about Emily it. Kaplan. <laughs> Emily Kaplan is disturbing. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's we don't want to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We can't understand why she looks like the way she does when you when you're in the same area as PK Subban, who's was over the top fashionable. Right. Um, you know, well, she like should have a stylist, a makeup artist. Right. Yeah. I, I know. I know. She needs more. Friends. She needs us. They don't help her out. Yeah. No, no, we, we've definitely, and again, we, we really support, you know, women in the, the field of hockey and like, this is a, of course. you know, um, so do I, I think it's but, great. Yeah. But, but <laughs> however, if she says was, thank you in one more language, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to throw something at the TV. <laughs> Look, Liz knows that's my pet peeve too. And she doesn't even say it well. So <laughs> that bugs me. Too. Like on Saturday night, she was like, Danke Shane. <laughs> I was like, oh my I goodness! Just, so, That's tough. Okay. I wonder That's what the locker room. I wonder what the players say in the locker room. That's rough. So, uh, so, so here's so, the thing, too. Like when, and I'm kind of, kind of jump, so we can kind of go back. But um, I saw okay. this with my son. Like when you're at the game, you're not seeing the replays and everything. And th this time, it had some great camera angles that we could watch, you know, afterward. And what they've been putting out today has been fantastic. So when there was that break and they had to review that goal, what was the chatter going on with you guys? Because you couldn't see the replay of what was happening, or unless they did show up, but I'm sure they didn't. Everyone's Coach, waiting. You go? I don't think they did show the replay. Eddie said they did. I don't think they did at the game. I've no, texted. I've had I to text. Thought... I've watched it on TV, but I have to text. You know, when someone's at the game. A lot of the times yeah, we the just game, saw the net, like yeah, we just saw the net go off, and that was we didn't know what the exact yeah. circumstance was, you know. Right. I feel like a lot of the time at the game they don't want to show the replay because then the fans are going to be going nuts, and then the referee can't hear what's going on. He might get encouraged, not encouraged, yeah. but influenced to go one way or another, whatever. So they don't show the replays a lot, but then once once they did show the replay, I mean, Coach Ed and I, I mean, we're coaches ourselves, so we kind of. We think we know a lot about the rules and stuff. So, like, he was explaining, like, no, I think even though the net got knocked off, the puck was already on its way into the net. So, like, we were kind of, like, we were confident in that way that we were able to break down the play ourselves, like, for that whole minute that everyone else is sitting there anxious. I mean, we're, we were not saying, like, we called game, but, like, we kind of had a little bit easier time, I'd say, because we were a little more confident knowing exactly what happened. Um, so – I have a question. So from a coaching perspective, and you guys are coming sure. in as coaches, this game to me felt like a Laviolette, you know, massive win. Like he coached the heck out of this game. Absolutely. Uh, was that, do, do you guys feel that way? Did you guys like see that um, live in, especially having to adapt to those circumstances, which are not like your typical game? Yeah. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. And a recent what interview, I... What's... What's I'm sorry, what circumstances are you talking about? 
I'm talking about the fact that this is not a game played in MSG. You're dealing with actual wind. You're dealing with a weird environment. You're dealing with the pressure. Um, uh, just the fact that it's a totally different kind of air environment. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I have co- I have confidence in Lavioletta. He mentioned in, in a recent interview, I think it was after the McKinnon goal, which what we broke down in one of our episodes is that he didn't prepare the team enough to adapt uh, to the one three one breakdown or the one three one four check. And McKinnon was able to get through easily. And he said, he said, that's on me. I didn't prepare the team enough. And then he said he made that in-game adjustment. And then the rest of the game, McKinnon was completely shut down. Um, So I actually said it to Cousin Ed and Coach Ed when we were at the game. I said, guys, don't worry. Like, Laviolette's going to make some in-game adjustments. I'm sure they're watching tape, whoever upstairs and stuff. And, I mean, I'm not trying to rip on the Islanders at all, but it seems like they are a very easy team to break down and, and possibly, and, like, and and create those like um adaptations whatever you want to call it you know so like i just had confidence that he was able to do that and it looked like he was and they they it looked from the first period to the second period and the third period completely different style of gameplay in my opinion what do you think coach yeah i agree i mean i think he's i don't he's he obviously he's the best uh highest winning american coach I think he's. Uh, I was very happy when they hired him. I was confident. I'm never. I'm never. Coach has been saying that... it for about ten years that he wanted Laviolette on the bench for the Rangers. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Literally, at least ever 10 since years. the ever since the yeah. Islanders let him go, I didn't understand that. I was like, that was a blessing for us, you know. Um, yeah. I don't understand um, the whole inner workings of it, but because I've never been involved in an NHL coach's mind, but it's just. What they have to go through, like me and Eddie coach championship games at different levels, I just can't imagine that pressure of that outdoor game, the media. These guys have to answer these questions regularly. And and in there, and Emily Kaplan with the mic in their face, you know, in the middle of the period, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm more like Tortorella in case you haven't figured that out. I'd be like, uh, yeah, all right, go. I'm not answering that. Get off the bench, you know. But um, I give him a lot of credit. He's always got like an even keel. You never really see him lose his cool that much. He gets a little annoyed with referees. And I think the players feel that. Like, uh, the, you know, Patrick Roy's mentality is the screaming and everything. And I think I don't think that's going to last. So I think the even keel as a coach, his experience, and um, he's a player's coach, but he's strict enough. He's going to tell the guys when they need to. I I just think he's very even keel and he handles that pressure. He's very much like trust yeah, the process. Thing. You know, he gives everyone a specific yeah. role and he trusts his players and he knows that the systems are going to work if they're executed properly. And if I was the coach in that locker room, that's all you got to remind your players. And that's what we remind our players. Like we've put you guys in the right position to succeed. Now it's your opportunity to do it, you know? And I think that's what the Rangers did. They snapped out of it after the first period. They played a lot better. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Christine. So you're talking about that. And so look at our, our, our like um, evolvement of coach, you know, from Quinn to, you know, Gallant to now La Violette. Right. And mm-hmm. so I always kind of thought Quinn had that more college approach with the kids. He kind of you know, seemed to be one of them and getting out there. Mm-hmm. And then Gallant seemed to be the player's coach. Right. And so it just seems like, um, you know, that even though he might've been good, that he's kind of, capitalized on what they should have learned from that. And he's taking it further. Are you kind of seeing right. that? Have they, did you see positives from the other guys, you know, to get them to where they are with Laviolette now? Coach. Well, I hate to pick on coaches. I mean, my nephew hated Quinn. I thought he did an okay job. You know, don't forget there's what different circumstances. 
He's yeah, a rookie exactly. coach. He had to deal with a COVID, you know, practice that's scheduling that's during COVID. That that's a nightmare as an NHL coach, and it's your first year. You know, then he's got yeah, to deal with the media pressure. Had to do it with sixteen-year-olds, and it was a nightmare. Right. <laughs> then he's got to deal with media pressure. You know, every day, and the, you know the whole thing. I mean, Gallant has that stigma that he he does well his first year. I liked him. But I think oh, yeah, three draw. years. You need to have that third year. Yeah. You know, I think that's when he went. So he, yeah, <laughs> I felt bad Quinn... for him. I, I I liked him. I liked his press. I listened to their press conferences. I like to see how they're going to react as players and stuff. And um, I thought he was good, but you know, he was not, he was handed a tough deal also with the Patrick Kane shenanigans. I mean, I wanted Kane, but they had to go through five games with nobody on the bench and stuff. And you know, the whole team gets torn apart. It's it, there's a lot of circumstances. That go into yeah, it. It's difficult. Yeah, I think Quinn was kind of like you were saying. He was like the friendly coach, like dealing with the younger kids. I think he was perfect for that, like kind of rebuild, like middle. I think as fans, we were all expecting the rebuild to go a little bit longer. Obviously, got jump started for other reasons, which I'm sure you guys have talked about. But then, like Gerard came in, where he was just the players' coach. He let the superstars kind of take care of their business. Not very systematic. Now you mm-hmm. see Laviolette very strong with the X's and O's. He is a player's coach, but he's also going to be stern when he needs to be. Like Coach Ed said, like he yells at the refs. He, he gets animated when he has to be. But Glenn, I remember, was always like over the top, oh, very, emotion, very emotional, very like just like yelling nonsense, it seemed like a lot of the time. But Laviolette, you see, like it's just a professional, you know, like just put together guy, you know, like in the interviews with the X's and O's, he explains situations. He's very good with the media. He's just like, you know, he's a class act. He just he's been around forever. And he knows what he's doing. And like I said, the, the player just got to start listening to or continue to listen to him and trust the process. Yeah, and he did, yeah, I mean, he did a great job in pulling Shesterkin. Like that that was a risk that paid off for him. Uh, I mean, that that moment had to be pretty incredible to watch. Uh, How many people yeah. got up and yeah. left? Because I, I saw I people post like, oh, God, I'm leaving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was texting each other the whole time. Like, I can't even. But this. I was ready to leave, and then they scored. And I'm like, oh, well, let me do it again. And then it they scored. Right before, right before that, they missed the open net by inches. Had that look on TV. <laughs> yeah, painful. It was close, right? It was yes. close? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we if that saying, goes uh, in, then if that yeah. goes in, Laviolette's they're asking why you pull the goalie so early. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's a gamble. He trusts with his mind. He knows he he said what I like in the beginning of the season. He said I'm going to run the bench based on game time, game in game situations. If a player's hot, they're going to play, and that's he must have felt it. That this you know they had a little momentum. He must have felt that they're going to do it, and he he took that risk. Yeah, their power yeah. play was hot that game. They, they scored a few power play goals before that. So Finally, he, yeah. He, he obviously yeah. saw something. He sees something that we don't necessarily see. They're in the locker room. Who knows? They could have said something on the bench, like, Coach, we're getting this done. Do it now. Like, you never know what they're talking about, you know? Like, we could sit here all night and analyze it. But like we were just saying, Laviolette knows his players. He's pushing the right buttons. And yeah. it was just amazing. And and. Coach had said, if if the puck goes in, then we're we're having a completely different conversation right now about his decision making. You know, so and we're even sitting there. Coach had said to me, he "Goes, nah, it's too early. I would have I would have waited a minute. I would have waited a minute." And we're heading at the playoffs this this weekend for Stony Brook. So knock on wood, hopefully we're not in that situation. Ah, I know. I heard. I saw your post that you uh, you were you were uh, manifesting the win. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. So I, I stayed confident. 
Yeah, yeah. you got to have faith. I mean, that's the way these guys work. Um, so we were talking earlier um, about uh, Matt Rampey and, and, and him coming out there. And my son is 6'7". And oh. you've got him being 6'7". You've got Edstrom being 6'8". you got them playing. What is your thought? Like, um, you know, as Ranger fans, we watch them take on the young crowd. They're changing their mentality on taking on the young team. You know, they kind of followed that Vegas um, kind of line. I've talked to Daryl Evans and other people about like, you know, just the, the young crowd, but now we're changing that. So do you think that we're going to kind of look and trying to bring these guys up and get that bigger, you know, kind of um, brawn, you know, in there? I mean, you know, they want them in playing and, and they were, they were kind of fun. So what are, what are your thoughts on, on these two guys from the Wolfpack? Coach, go first. I, I was a fan of Edstrom when he came up that one game against Chicago. I yeah. thought he was not going to go back down. Right. And, uh, their skating ability for that size. I mean, Dan O'Chara was the big guy, you know, 20 years for 20 years. That's, but that's, he, that's he was well, a very awkward. He reached everything. He, <laughs> that's my yeah, child. He was, a very, <laughs> it was a very awkward skater. He was good. Yeah. He obviously didn't get beat a lot. But these guys are – their stride is ridiculous for that size. Yeah. There's yeah. no awkward movement. They play. They play smart. It's like Hartford's playing the same game as the as the Rangers. They come in. They don't miss a beat. Yeah. We watch Rempy live. I was a big fan of him. My nephew fills me in on all his stats, and those are the kind of players I love. And th they need that size in the playoffs. They definitely. Yeah, my son used to be called the finisher because they would put him in like in Chris Kreider's spot, and they're so big they can't big see body, anything. Yeah. You know, they yeah. scream yeah. ball and then you just tap it in and then score. Like that's what they need. So, yeah. so yeah, that's, like, I have the I have hockey ball mode, you know, with stuff. So with what I've gone through. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the important thing is what Coach Ed just said is these guys could play too. You know, like yeah, we had yeah. the Ryan, we had the Ryan Reeves a couple years ago, and I think that's overlooked in the NHL where players especially in the playoffs take liberties against other star players and and to have someone like that on the bench that can also skate and is also an offensive threat potentially is huge and then obviously Rempy can also throw down and we saw that and he, and he didn't Rempe. just throw he didn't just throw down against like a no-name guy or another AHL guy looking to make a name for himself he threw down against Matt Martin you know, so that's no yeah, joke. Exactly. That's that's no easy task, you know, so and he can play hockey. Like I said, that's the important thing. There's not much room left in the NHL for guys that can't play, that can only fight. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the, the the road that Reeves is heading down right now. And he's slowing down as a player, getting older, obviously. But now these younger guys that can fight and can skate and can stick handle, shoot everything, you know, like that's huge, especially to have in the playoffs and, and depth. You know, absolutely. So. It can change the momentum of a game. So, yeah, you know, if there's something going on, you know, you send those yeah. guys out just to kind of shift, shift oh, momentum sure. like that. It, it's a huge, it's a huge help. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Predictions for, for the sure. rest of the season. Where do you think, where do you think we go in the next couple of weeks to next couple of months? Or, or well, after tomorrow when we play. Well, before the, yeah. before the season started, I, I actually, I predicted the Rangers winning the Metro. You know, I know it was a bold prediction. Everyone had the Devils come to win it again, Carolina, obviously. So I'm sticking with it. I think the Rangers are going to go wire to wire and, and win the Metro division for sure. Coach, I think, think it's going to be tough. I'm going to say first or second. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a downer, but Carolina's hot. It's going to depend yeah, I mean, on I mean, I want first. I, I, I've been that's saying that. Too. Yeah, that's not. It's not necessarily a good thing. Not in our division. No, 
I know. Out. Like that's what Matt, Matt was on earlier talking about how these in the Pacific Division, like no one really wants to be playing each other right now. So you know, you do get into that strategic. You want to you you want to obviously win and get the most points, but you know, if you're going to start lining up against someone you don't play well against, that you know that strategy kind of comes into play, and it's fun to watch. Exactly. This is where I like you know just kind of watching everybody. Just like they kept saying yesterday, we need we wanted the points to get that comfort lead, but the Islanders need the points, you know? So right, they, right. I like seeing that energy now and, you know, you, it's the same energy and for different reasons, but you know, you're going to start seeing everybody kind of scrambling and everything's so close still. Yeah. So well, they got, they got two more games against the Islanders, I believe. I think they have three the more, I think it's actually three more games. Yeah, three? No, they, they didn't play oh, yeah, looking, yeah, yeah, twice in crazy. April. It's crazy That's, the way the, the NHL has been making the schedule is super weird. I mean, last year we went we went to like three Pittsburgh Penguins games in a row with all within a week. It was nuts. Yeah. So yeah, the rest of the schedule looks there's a lot of in division um, games that'll be quite interesting. Very interesting for sure. Yeah, um, I think we're going to be so doing a. Well, were you guys cold? I mean, you you did you wear like did you bring like heated um, gloves or are you guys just? Well, like Coach Ed was by the grill the entire time, so he was uh, he was Outside. nice and cozy. He was nice and cozy. What? Oh, how about inside? Was it was it like with the warmth of everybody else? Was it okay or? It as the as it as, once we when we first got in there it was still a little sunny, so it wasn't too bad. But obviously, as the night progressed, the sun was going down. It it started to get a little chilly. Let's put it this way: we were very happy that Panarin scored ten seconds into the overtime. <laughs> yeah coach Ed and I, I mean we I've grown up in New York coach Ed obviously lived his whole life in New York so we're I don't want to say used to it but we're built for this um cousin Ed is in Miami now he grew up in New York but he's in, in Miami since 2011 he was freezing so yeah I think that um, would have been us so so we're, we're both New Yorkers uh transplanted yeah. to Southern California um, uh because yeah, we, were, but, we were done with winter yeah, I kept yeah. saying if you prepare the right way, like you were saying, heated jackets, heated gloves, whatever you got. Um, one of our all. fans, one of our fans went shirtless almost the entire third period. He sent me a video before <laughs> of him shirtless. He's a steel worker in New York City, so he was at our tailgate barely wearing anything. He had like a jersey yeah. on and and pajama pants. Today, yeah, <laughs> oh he, he was in pajama pants. He joked around. He goes, "I'm not even wearing underwear under these." I'm like, "All right, but so I, I mean, like too I much said, information." Every, yeah, every everyone's different. Everyone had a blast and stayed as warm as we could. We had a fire pit too going, so that's but inside funny. the stadium. It was a little windy with, with a like, of, the, like the, the goggles. Did you see that yeah. like on Sunday? Everyone's I think that was more for show. That's more for show. Kind of people were kind of just like wearing different things to, to be funny. I saw one guy in a hockey helmet with the visor and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's just like everyone has their own little get up. And it, it was cool to see everyone's like different outfits and how they were trying to stay warm. How yeah, many whalers uh, outfits did you see? There's Whale always one. There's always Arthur one whalers one and one Nordiques. I, I, I do remember seeing one jersey, a whalers jersey. Was it when we were walking in or it might have been a picture with one? That. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Nordiques, I didn't see. I don't remember Nordiques, coach. Did you see anything? No, I don't remember that either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, before we might... wrap up, guys, is there anything? Are there any super exciting events that you guys have coming up that that you want to share that you're excited about? Um. Well, other than just catching our our episodes on YouTube, we're trying very very hard to put out some more unique content. I mean, definitely check out Coach's Corner, where Coach Ed over here draws on the whiteboard and we break down different plays. Um, we, we actually broke down hard angle shots or what was it? And what, what was the title? I forget. 
impossible angle remember. shots or something like that, yeah. whatever. So we broke this yeah. down, and then and then Mika ends up scoring on that shot from the corner to tie it up. So head on over to YouTube to check out all that stuff. And then um, actually Sean from Hockey Night in New York invited us to be part of his live show watch party um, on St. Patrick's Day when they play the Islanders. Um, oh, so definitely great. keep an eye out for those details. Um, maybe we'll do some kind of all-you-can-drink deal or something like that. Um, but we're going to be doing another live show with raffles and stuff on, on March 17th, I believe, is St. Patrick's Day this year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a Sunday. So we're going to be doing that. Yeah, that um, we were there. That's yep. when we were there last year. Yeah. Barely yep. survived. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, if next time you guys are in, are in New York, we'd love to get together and do something with you guys. So Absolutely. We'll and, and for the West Coast road trip next year, we would uh, oh. we'd love to return the favor. Yeah. I would we're, love to do that. We're all about too. road tripping. So and yeah. I know you guys kind of travel sometimes too. Yeah. So where are you guys? I've been uh, well, very close, Los Angeles. Yeah. Both of you are in Los Angeles. We're awesome. right now, and we're trying not to drown in the drizzle because it's really not that bad. So, <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's really I, I was I actually said to a few people yesterday. Step one is the tailgate for MetLife. Maybe step two is the next Rangers Ed road trip out to California. So, oh yeah, we, we have yeah, that is, now between, it's a great road trip. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah we did, I've been wanting to do it in my whole life in so. Vegas. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about that more offline. Thank you, Little yeah. Ed. Thank you so much, Coach Ed. Oh. Thanks, Christine. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Really appreciate you guys it. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I'm glad you guys have enjoyed. A good night. Thank you.